Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with Aaron Caldwell. Aaron is an Assistant Director of Academic Advising and Student Affairs with the Professional Degree Programs here at the Darden School of Business. In this conversation, we talk about her background, what attracted her to her role at Darden, her work as the advisor to our first-year Executive MBA students, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here is my interview with Aaron Colwell. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's great to see you. How's everything? How are you doing? It's good. I'm excited for the upcoming long weekend. And it seems like we got some good weather here after uh, the aftermath of that hurricane kicked out. So I am looking forward to being outside a little bit this weekend. Yeah, it's been a fast start to the school year. It's not so long ago that we were in Charlottesville for the first week of school, LR1 and R1 for our professional students. Yeah, it feels like that was just yesterday. I can't believe they already had the first week of class and um, coming up next week for uh, the first OGR. So I'm really excited for that, too. That'll be great. Yeah, our executive MBA students will be in residency here for their first weekend residency or what we call on-grounds residency, OGR, uh, next weekend, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Golly, where does the time go? Um, well, thanks so much for for being here. And uh, before we kind of dive into the role that you have here and how you work with students, we'd like to talk a little bit more about you and your background. So tell us more about you. Who are you and what did you do before coming to Darden? Yeah, thanks. So my name is Erin Caldwell, and currently I'm the Assistant Director for Advising and Student Affairs on the Professional Degrees um, team. Um, so essentially what I do is I work with uh, the MBA students, so executive MBA students during the first year, um, and that can be anything from general advising, so questions about class or policies um, or connecting with professors and things like that, um, to troubleshooting other things that may come up for them during the program. So if there's some obstacles, um, we're really there to support, uh, make sure students are successful, and then really connect them to resources. So I'm relatively new to this role, but it's been great. I joined in June. Um, and prior to that, I have spent uh, the past 14 years in higher education, but primarily working more so with undergraduate students. Um, so in my previous institution, I was a director of an advising and success coaching um, unit. And so we worked with first year students who were exploratory in terms of what they wanted to do. So a lot of career exploration, a lot of major exploration. Um, and then success coaching is exactly what it sounds like. So that was just really helping them um, acclimate to um, being in higher education, getting through that first year, and really helping them navigate that. So even though now pivoting to work with uh, graduate level students, there's definitely some overlap there. Um, and then even previous to that, I spent a couple years doing mental health counseling at the higher ed level. So I do have a background in psychology and counseling, and I found that that can be very helpful when working with students um, to just have some of that, that background and be able to help them as they navigate, you know, potential obstacles or challenges that might come up in personal life or um, academically. And you're right, working in student affairs, so much of it is about listening and trying to understand each student um, and then working with them to develop a plan or a particular approach. Yeah. Um, and one thing that's really important is always, you know, like I said, listening to a student, because even if you think you've maybe heard a similar story before, everyone is definitely unique um, and everyone comes with their own experiences, their own ways of, you know, navigating and um, you know, kind of moving in the world. So I've definitely found um, that being able to listen well, <laughs> being a reflective listener, 
um, and making sure that before you just start jumping to solutions, you really hear what the student wants um, is key. And that works whether you're, um, you know, maybe coming back to school after a little bit of a layoff, like me, some of our students are, or even for students who have just, you know, relatively recently been in school. So um, a lot of that. And I will definitely say that I always tell students, too, that I'm very comfortable with silence. So that can be helpful because sometimes you don't really know or you need a moment to kind of uh, think things through. And I'm like, I can sit in silence for long periods of time. I'm also very comfortable with emotion. So I think those things can be uh, definitely helpful in the student affairs world. Well, what attracted you to the role here at Darden? You mentioned that you've worked a lot with undergraduate students. And here you are working with executive MBA students who are older population, more experienced population than undergrads. So what attracted you to this opportunity? Yeah, so um, some of the things you just mentioned, um, obviously our students are um, a little more experienced. All, a lot of them are doing amazing things already. They're, they've been in their careers um, typically for a, a little bit of time at least, maybe maybe a long time. Um, but I'm really just drawn to Darden for a couple of reasons. Um, one was that the professional degrees program was growing. Um, so it seems like there's a lot of opportunities to kind of be innovative in terms of also growing our student affairs services. Um, in my previous roles, I've had a lot of opportunity to kind of pilot new programs and work with, you know, technology and things like that. And there's an opportunity here to really expand our services and make sure that our students are getting all the support that they need. Um, I also am just attracted to Darden's, um, you know, values in general. So their um, dedication to being inclusive and really promoting um, a diverse student population and making sure that you're getting those diverse um, perspectives both in the classroom, but then of course, um, through that, you know, and through those connections um, in, in the world in general, in terms of, you know, corporate world, private world, wherever people are working. Um, so I really just thought that that mission was very attractive to me. And then um, I really, honestly, once I started meeting some of the people, both the students and the staff, it's just an amazing group of individuals who are all really passionate about what they do. Um, and serving students is, is my passion of mine. So seeing other people that are like-minded uh, was a really good fit. And I've, I've loved it. So it's been wonderful so far. And I will admit that there was a little bit of an attraction to not have to work with parents <laughs> like you do in the undergraduate uh, world. So <laughs> it's nice to work with uh, full adults. Yeah, so working with working professional students, they, these people have very full, full lives. They've got a lot going on personally, professionally. And oh, by the way, they now are adding school uh, to the mix. And, and Darden is known for being challenging, asking a lot of its learners. That's why it's a transformational experience, but um, you have to figure out how to make all these things work and coexist. What do you enjoy about working with working professional students? I think really kind of helping them. I had mentioned my background in success coaching. So it, it is similar in a lot of ways. It's creating that plan for each person. Um, and really, I think also seeing what do they want out of it? Um, so if they're coming to the program, like you said, they are obviously, you know, very motivated, very bright. Um, these are the best students that we are getting. Um, but even, you know, people who are incredibly accomplished, you're going to come up with some kind of struggle when you're trying to balance that many things. That, that is normal. Um, so I think just being able to, to know each student individually, get to know them, um, and really helping them as things arise, um, creating a plan to get around it and to be the most successful that they can. And then the other piece, you just mentioned the word uh, transformational. So even though I think most people understand when you go to a graduate program, you are going to, you're going to learn more, you're going to change, right? But but given the way that the, the program is set up in terms of, um, you know, the case method study, you are really learning a lot from not just your professors, but each other, your cohort members. And you're learning a lot about yourself. 
as you're going through that process. So, um, you know, I think just being able to kind of support students as they're maybe going through some changes they expected, but I think a lot of times it's that unexpected transformations as you're growing and and learning more about yourself and just the way that you view the world and you're operating in the world um, and being able to see them apply that uh, is pretty neat. So um, just like to kind of think of myself as like a partner to, to help them be successful and reach whatever goals that, that they have. Yeah, that's self-discovery, the self-awareness piece. Uh, that is not always anticipated when people think about an MBA program and MBA experience. A lot of people, I'm here for accounting and finance and these these uh, subjects they've heard so much about, obviously part of a core business curriculum. Uh, but at the end, when people say things like, golly, I've just learned so much about myself, I always think like they're a little bit surprised um, by by that in, in the best possible way, right? Um, it's, it's I think what really has a lot of impact for people who are going to be leaders and managers uh, in the world to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to also be open to continuing to grow, right? So again, if you're if you're putting yourself out there to be in this program and to um, you know understand, like you said, just um, it's challenging, right? And you're willing to take on that challenge as you are still balancing your other roles and your personal and, and professional lives. Um, but I think being open to it um, to that growth is really something that's important. And it is fun to see someone, you know from like day one, and I'm sure the person they were on day one when they stepped foot, you know, in Troutsville for our first uh, leadership residency versus the person there when they're crossing the stage uh, later on in graduation. You definitely change in, in a very positive way, I think, because you've gone through that experience and you've really opened yourself up to, to that growth. You mentioned you're the advisor for the first year executive MBA students. What does that look like? How do you work with the students? Yeah, so I've actually started meeting with some of our students this past week, which has been great, um, getting some more one-on-one opportunities. Um, but as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, so um, there's a number of things we do. So one thing is when they do come to residencies, I'll I'll be there along with some other members of the program team to support those weekends and make sure that they have everything that they need to be successful. And if something does come up, um, you know, whether it's a small thing like I'm, I'm lost, help me find this room or, um, you know, uh, they have a question, you know, in terms of maybe like working with a cohort member, things like that. We're there to help them. Um, in terms of the advising piece, um, it would be just anything related to class or academics. So if there are questions about um, the classes that they're in, so for example, maybe connecting to resources like tutoring, or um, maybe they just have a question about like the learning team dynamics, because that's a new thing that a lot of people have to navigate. Um, you know, it's like group work, but on steroids, <laughs> maybe. And some people like that, and some people are a little intimidated by that, maybe at the beginning. Um, so, so just really helping them work through any anything like that. And then, of course, just understanding policies, procedures. So I know a lot of students sometimes, um, if they came from a, an undergraduate school where they're used to um, a different grading system, for example, some more of the traditional like A, B, C, D, F, uh, we grade a little bit differently, so sometimes there's some anxiety in helping them understand like what those grades translate to. Um, you know, people want to know, is this equivalent to an A? Um, so, so just any kind of um, questions they might have will help them with that. And then uh, also just really being a connection to the other resources. Um, so I said we're in student affairs, but of course there's a broader team, um, as you know, that uh, supports our students, um, whether it be in career or um 
our, our, our colleagues in CGI to support the global residencies. I mean, there's there's many partners, of course. Um, so just making sure that we're connecting them as needed uh, to the resources that they might need while they're here is really kind of my main umbrella. And then I always tell them if anything comes up, I'm just supposed to be kind of here to be your first point of contact and I can um, get you the information or connect you with whoever you need um, need to connect you with. So trying to just kind of be the one person that you always know, hey, if there's no one else that I don't know who to email, um, I can start with my advisor and then she will connect me from there. You mentioned the learning teams, all students are assigned a, a learning team, typically a five, six, uh, maybe sometimes seven uh, person team. Uh, all students uh, find out about their learning team and our executive MBA program, maybe a couple weeks before the start of school. And this is a academic and social touch point uh, for students. But you're right. You know, most people are used to doing school by themselves. At Darden, though, there's a four-step four learning model. First step is individual preparation. Second step is this kind of group preparation. That's where the learning team comes in. The idea is that you have students from different backgrounds, complementary skill sets, and that you have some quant quantitatively oriented people, some qualitatively oriented people, and it helps you get a lot further than you would on your own in preparation class. But it's also a flat organization. There's no one person really in charge. You have to figure out how uh, how you want to work together, what, what are your norms, how you hold people accountable. Uh, there's a lot uh, to do. There is, but I mean, what a great transition, right? That you can apply some of that <laughs> to your professional life. And um, you're always going to work with people no matter what what role or what profession you're in. You can't really avoid <laughs> that. So I think it's great because it's almost like a microcosm of what you're doing, um, you know, professionally or what you, you might be doing in the future. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that that is something that's probably a big change for people. Um, I mean, I at least personally had never experienced learning teams before coming to Darden. Um, so I, but I think it's a great concept, uh, but it does take a lot of communication. So that's where sometimes um, me and some of the other advisors on the team are happy to, to step in and kind of talk about how that, how that works. If there um, you know, was any anxiety or just any maybe barriers in communication between members, because everyone's balancing different things. And um, so sometimes it is just a little harder to coordinate, but um, you know, I think most students will tell you that the learning teams are one of their favorite parts at the end. I know a lot of them make um, very close friends on the learning teams. And some of them have heard stories that, you know, they're still friends years later and, you know, still involved in each other's lives. So I think it can be a really powerful experience. Um, and I think it's uh, definitely an important part of the program. So definitely here to support that and just um, help people find out what works for their team because there is no, you know, one step, or one formula for it. You have to figure out what works for you and your group. Yeah, that's we have uh, however many years of learning teams, and I feel like every team has kind of had its own approach. Some teams borrow from other teams' ideas, and it, and it, you know, teams sometimes stay together through the whole experience. Sometimes teams break off and they join other teams. We even had teams combine um, mm -hmm. as they get further into the program and become larger teams. I think team sixteen and twenty four combined into learning team forty um, a year or so ago. This is a previous class, and so. Um, you know, this is, it's all part of the process, but I think one of the things to know is you're not doing this program by yourself. Um, you know, you have classmates, you have staff, you have advisor, you have faculty. Uh, this is not a solitary activity. This is a team sport. Yeah, and definitely a lot of support, as you mentioned. So, um, and I think that that, you know, again, speaks to why it's such an effective program. Um, but I will say that if you're an introvert, sometimes that <laughs> can seem a little intimidating. I myself as an introvert, um, sometimes I'm like, oh no, groups. Um, 
But again, I think once you you experience it, you realize that it is really helpful. And it's great to know that you're not alone and that you are supported um, throughout the program and by multiple people um, who truly care. And you can tell once you meet you more the faculty and the staff. But like I said at the beginning, everyone's really passionate about it. And I have um, you know, really enjoyed getting to meet a lot of the faculty and just seeing how excited they are and how supportive they are of students. Um, that's really special that they are really centering student success at the heart of everything that they do. Well, what are you looking forward to uh, in the coming months here? And obviously you stay pretty busy working with the first year executive MBA students, but anything uh, that you got circled on your calendar? Yeah, well, I'm really excited, like I said, next week for the first um, residency we're going to have at um, Sands Family Grounds, because before we were all together in Charlottesville, and that is wonderful, but it's fun to get um, back to the city. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing how the cohort kind of progresses um, over the first uh, couple quarters. So seeing them get to, you know, know each other a little bit better, seeing how that um that kind of shakes out and definitely getting to the more individually. I've, like I said, been having some individual meetings with some, but we're still kind of early on. So I'm really looking forward to just seeing, um, you know, getting to know them better and just also seeing what, what they're passionate about and what, what they decide to do um, in terms of, you know, any like initiatives or things that they're, you know, passionate about. I know a lot of times our students will, you know, pick um, certain things to give back to or certain initiatives that they they want to lead. Um, and that's also fun to see. So I'm looking forward to all that. And then just the cooler weather. I'm over summer. So I am happy to hopefully see some fall um, and have some nice crisp days up at SOG. That's what I'm looking forward to. Already pumpkin spice uh, season for you? I don't like the pumpkin spice latte. So anyone listening, I'm sorry. I know it's a very controversial uh, subject. Now, I do like the pumpkin cream cold brews. So if anyone listening to this does like cold brews, um, I definitely am on board with that one. So I'm kind of an in-between, I guess. I guess I count myself as like a half a pumpkin person. I would just like to read the business case that's written about the pumpkin like surge. Uh, because as a younger person... It was just pumpkin pie. And then at some point, all pumpkin was everywhere. And I have no idea what happened in the background. Maybe it's Starbucks. <laughs> Maybe it's the pumpkin spice latte. Maybe that was the actualizing event. I have no idea. I don't know. But you apparently, if you put pumpkin on anything in the fall, you can sell it now. I mean, there's like pumpkin spice um, Oreos. I think I saw pumpkin spice Cheerios at the grocery store the other day. So yeah, truly, um, I don't get into quite all of that. Um, but <laughs> some people do. And that's great. If you like pumpkin, there's definitely a plethora of things out there for you in the fall. All right. Well, looking forward to fall. I think that I think that's fair for everybody in the D.C. area. It's really warm this summer. It's going to be nice to have some cooler temperatures. And I think to me, um, I'd always, I always associate that with the start of school and the beginning of classes, and and I, it, I feel somewhat, somewhat sentimental kind of as a, as a, that that feel to it uh, as well. It's it's great to have our newest classes of part time and executive MBA students kicking things off. So, um, what would be a piece of advice that you would share with our prospective student listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing would be um, just you know understand your why. So why are you applying to this program? And what is it about Darden in particular that you, you know, really feel drawn to? As we mentioned, I know a few times, um, you know, it is unique in terms of like the learning teams and the case uh, study methods. So 
Um, those are all things that are wonderful, but they do involve somebody who does want to, you know, really be introspective because you are going to be sharing. Um, you're also going to be learning from, from other people. So I think knowing beyond, of course, getting the MBA, why is it this particular program that you want to be there? Um, what is it about it that, that's drawing you to it? Um, and also just, you know, taking some time to look at our Darden values. I know we had mentioned them earlier, um, but because you are joining the community, I think that's important. And so if you are very drawn to, you know, wanting to create, um, you know, an innovative, diverse uh, kind of future. Those things are all, all great, making sure that aligns with your personal values and vision. And then I think the other thing I would just say is, at least for me personally, it was really helpful to come and observe a class. So if, you know, a prospective student has that opportunity to come and sit on the class, I think that's excellent because you can kind of read about case study, you can, you can, you know, kind of imagine how it would be, but at least for me personally, um, actually sitting in on a class and observing it in person, it made more sense and I was fully able to see kind of like the magic of it and why um, it works so well. Um, so I would just say if you had an opportunity to do that, then, then definitely recommend that because I think that would also help confirm for you that, that this is something that you want to do. Yeah, it's interesting. In business schools uh, all kind of talk about the same things on their websites and literature. Everybody's going to talk about their incredible faculty and uh, the learning experience and the sense of community and the list goes on. And it all starts to sound the same. But I think when you get into the classroom, you see how people are actually engaging with each other. You get to feel that culture um, up close, personal. Uh, that is when you start to realize, oh, there are meaningful differences between these schools. The expression of culture at each school is going to be very, very different. And the class visit is a great way to test drive uh, an idea of like, hey, can I see myself here? Would I feel comfortable, supported? Do these seem like my kind of people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I think just, um, you know, just being aware that for a couple of years, <laughs> you are going to be very busy. So uh, if time management has not been your forte in the past, don't worry, we can talk about it <laughs> together. Um, but just, I think, being aware that that this will be something that will be transformational and it'll be worth it. Um, but you will be busy, extra busy for a while. And that's okay. Yeah, to me, it's always felt like that's one of the reasons why it's a transformational experience, because you do something that really pushes you and you have to ask a lot of a lot of yourself and also try to figure out how to make all these things work, right? Work and life and school. But you come out the other end of it and you're like, wow, I just did this really hard thing and I made all this happen. I could do anything at this point. It just really yeah. expands people's understanding of their potential. Oh, yeah. And just what you can do. Right. Um, and again, that's why I said, I think a few months ago, but knowing your why and your motivations and making sure you have that intrinsic motivation. Um, and that's really one of the things too. going back to an earlier question you'd asked me about, you know, is transitioning from undergrad to graduate. And I think one thing that's been wonderful and refreshing for me to see is um, just all that intrinsic motivation um, and people really being here because this is something they're really passionate about. It really does make a difference. Um, when you see a cohort that's just very excited and everyone really wants to be there. So, um, yeah, knowing all that is great. And like you said, it's also kind of fun just to, you can do your own back to school pictures if you want, like everyone does on social media. You can be like whatever grade that is. I don't know. I think by graduate school, you're in like what, like 18th grade or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but it is, there is something nice about the change of the seasons and kind of having that rhythm you had as a kid and like, I'm going back to school, even if it's just for a few years. Um, there is something kind of magical about that, in my opinion. So, yeah, one of the finance faculty, uh, Michael Ho, when he was talking with one of our incoming classes a couple of years ago, he was saying, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about like, oh, how do you make all this work? And, oh, it's going to be a lot of this, a lot of that. 
But remember, you're getting to go to school. You're getting to be in a place where you're learning and investing in yourself, and you're around really interesting, smart, talented people. Like this is also a joyful experience. This should be a nice break from everything that you're doing, right? You get to come and do something that's purely about yourself and your own personal development. Rare uh, that people get to do that sort of thing in this world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my dad's actually a higher ed professional, so I come by it honestly. And he always said, if you if you stay in school long enough and keep learning, you never grow old. So I definitely um, agree with that. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's great talking with you and look forward to seeing you uh, next weekend here around Sands Family Grounds. Yeah, thank you, too. And I look forward to um, yeah seeing you and, and hopefully seeing some of the, the students if they come on grounds to um, observe a class. And that was my interview with Aaron Colwell, Assistant Director of Academic Advising and Student Affairs for the Professional Degree Programs here at the Darden School of Business. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at darden.virginia.edu. Till next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.